0: Welcome to the Midlife-ish Podcast, where you learn how to wake up and slay through menopause with mindful living. I'm your host, Dr. Joyelle, your board-certified OBGYN and perimenopause health coach. There's a lot of ish that happens during these midlife years, and you're probably bombarded by the pressure of beating the clock before you hit menopause. Are you a professional woman? Between the ages of 40 and 50 and afraid of how you'll look, feel, and even think when you approach menopause? Are you over 40 experiencing hot flashes, mood swings, lack of energy, and just feel lost on what to do to manage your symptoms? Are you over 40 and you cringe with each birthday because it means you're one year closer to menopause and you might just run out of time to fulfill your biggest dreams? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are where you are supposed to be. This podcast will not only prepare you for what to expect during the midlife years, but equip you with simple, integrative strategies to manage your menopausal symptoms. Ladies, you'll learn that you are not heading towards a midlife crisis, but a midlife revolution as you embrace the evolution of yourself. So let's get started so you can slay your day. Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Midlife-ish, Slay Menopause Through Mindful Living. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I want to talk about who is this other woman. But before I start, I have another review. Yay! This is from Jenny Fitzmaurice and it's titled Excited. And it says, I'm really excited to find this podcast. I feel like it is exactly what I have been looking for. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for writing your review. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate the excitement. Again, I just want to continue to increase these conversations and normalize these conversations. So I thank you for writing your review. And if you have not already written a review, please do. Because more women can see this podcast and, again, normalize these conversations around perimenopause and menopause. So let's talk about who is this other woman. And I wanted to talk about that um, first because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I certainly had to bring this into the mix of what I wanted to talk about for this month. But it's really important. Um, our mental health really matters in perimenopause and menopause because it really impacts how we manage through this. From my own experience, remember mentioning, mentioning in the couple of, you know, first episodes, my experience when I started this journey into perimenopause, I remember crying. over random commercials, um, biting my husband's head off for leaving those damn socks on the floor again, you know, for the umpteenth time, snappy at the children and really feeling guilty about it after the fact. And even being irritated in the office, I am usually the, you know, happy and just all excited, just to you know, talk to women in the office. And I got to a point where I was just irritated, and I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to, you know, go back home, like do do the work, and go back home. Didn't really was was not interested in having conversations in the office or just dealing with anybody in the office. And this was not like me. I, you know, I got to a point. Where I was asking myself, like, who is this woman? <laughs> I do not recognize her. And not only um, in addition to, you know, how I've looked on the outside, like, you know, in regards to weight and acne on my face, just really the person from the inside. Like I was like, I did not recognize myself. I did not like myself. And You know, I I got to a point where I, you know, I had to do something about it because I was, again, feeling guilty and feeling bad for what I was feeling in regards to, you know, how I was approaching my work in the office, like totally unlike myself, as well as how I was, you know, acting in my home and, and with my family, you know, again, just not really recognizing this person. So, and I, you know, realize obviously talking to other women in the office, like this is something that truly happens in this transition. You know, I've had so many women come in, you know, saying that, oh, I have, you know, suddenly have this short fuse with people. I cry and I don't know why. My husband is complaining that I'm very moody or, you know, that I'm crazy. And I, you know, I remember saying a lot, like to tell your husband, you're not crazy. You're just perimenopausal. And that's what it really is. So mood changes can occur in about 20, about 25 percent of perimenopausal and postmenopausal women. And there can be up to 70%, up to a 70% risk of depressive symptoms in perimenopausal women. That's a lot. And it's real. Like that is totally real. So we can affect, you know, how we show up in our homes. It can affect how we you know, show up in our office or in our business, in our career. So we really have to make our mental health a priority. Because I remember, again, as I was, you know, going through my journey, just kind of, you know, going through these feelings and thoughts and just kind of brushing it off, like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll keep doing what, you know, what I'm doing, and I'll keep going. But we really have to give it, the attention that it needs because our mental health truly matters as we are going through this change. So I want to ask you, like, do you, how do you check in with yourself as far as your mental health? Like, how are you doing really? Do you really ask yourself that? Like, how am I doing today? and it's a this is a daily thing right like you have to really incorporate this as a routine like a routine check in check in with yourself and that's that's what i had to do i really had to stop ignoring it and do a check in and you know essentially acknowledge what i was feeling what i was thinking and what i also had to Come to terms with is, you know, n- admitting that it's okay to not be okay. Because again, I'm, you know, I'm the strong woman and I can deal with it. I can push through and still do my daily, you know, day to day routine. But I had to admit like it is okay not to be okay. Like we don't have to you know, be this perfect person all the time. And the thing is that, you know, when you acknowledge that it's okay not to be okay, but then also do something about it. Like, you know, you can acknowledge that, honor it. Like, okay, I'm not okay. Now, now what can I do to improve how I'm feeling improve you know how I'm thinking uh, in regards to certain things so you know essentially doing a check-in to see how we can feel better about ourselves and you know be able to (laughs) recognize ourselves again because like I said for me it was really like I don't know who this woman is and I don't like her (laughs) (laughs) so we have to do the things that we need to do to check in with ourselves so we can like her, so we can love her. I mean, that's what we really need to have as our focus, is really loving on her, loving on ourselves to get to a point where we are not allowing our mental health to be essentially depleted. And, you know, to a point that we're, you know, we're not able to show up like we want to, and like we should in our homes, as well as in our careers. So things that, you know, that I've done and that I've recommended to other women is, you know, it all boils down to self care, you know, I'm gonna be uh, talk about self care. Quite a lot in the office. and um, you know certainly we'll be talking about it often throughout these podcast episodes. But it really boils down to you know what we are allowing into our mental space, what we are allowing into our physical bodies, into our spirit, um, because all these things essentially kind of influence and impacts our mental health and if our mental health is you know optimized we can certainly show up you know in our in our lives like 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 we want to you know like our the best versions of ourselves so around self care you know again what what are we doing to pour into ourselves In regards to really kind of taking a step back and taking a pause and really just breathing. Like, you know, it can be as simple as just taking a few moments and just taking some deep breaths and just sit with that. Like, that has really been a game changer for me, you know. I have three kids. I'm homeschooling. Like, oh, my God, this is crazy. (laughs) But really taking time to just sit down and taking some deep breaths. And I'm not saying you have to do this like, you know, like, you know, you are probably thinking, like I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time to do that. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know. 30 minutes, 20, even 20 minutes, like, you know, five, 10 minutes of just sitting and breathing, like just focusing on your breath. That can be meditation. That can be, again, some deep breathing techniques, but that really has helped me to, you know, number one, again, check in with myself and just, you know, again, relaxing that relaxing my mind and just kind of focusing on um, gratitude and positive things at that moment. So that's one thing. Another thing I mentioned to other women. And again, like I said, what I did for myself is really being mindful of what I'm putting into my body physically, like food can, you know, make a difference. And that kind of goes into um, how our gut health can impact our mood. Serotonin is a natural mood stabilizer that you know, our body produces and a lot of it is made in our gut. So if our gut health is not optimized, that serotonin is not produced appropriately or in the inappropriate amounts. And that can you know affect our mood. So good nutrition actually can make a difference too, getting those good vitamins and especially B vitamins. B vitamins um, can be helpful in regards to improving our mood. And that's B as in boy. <laughs> you know, specifically vitamin B6. So that is something to, you know, look at um, in regards to what you're eating. Like what are you physically putting in your body? that can um, essentially kind of optimize your gut health. Another thing is exercise. Like exercise, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, I don't have time. Like, I, but I don't have time for that. <laughs> we have to make time. We have to make time, ladies. Um, really incorporating exercise, moving our bodies, that also helps, Um, With our mood, it helps with our brain health. It helps with a lot of things. Heart health, you know, again, I'll be talking about exercise also (laughs) throughout these episodes because it's so, so, so important um, to um, incorporate that in our routine to help our mental health. And then sleep. How much sleep are we getting? That sleep, if we are sleep deprived, that certainly can affect our moods. Um, so really focusing on, you know, our sleeping habits and you know what what is affecting our sleep. And again, you know, I sleep I know sleep disturbances, and you probably have heard or experiencing sleep disturbances It's also common in perimenopause and menopause. And I'll be talking about you know things you can do to improve that on a future episode. But certainly thinking about your sleeping habits and how that may impact your mood. And then, you know, obviously um, other things that that can help, you know, especially if you are experiencing um, feelings of depression, feelings of anxiety, which is also um Things that can happen, which many women are surprised by, like they're not expecting it. Um, It can be something totally new versus a recurrence of prior um, depression and anxiety. Women who have a history of postpartum depression, who have a history of depression can have a recurrence, has a higher risk of recurrence of depression in perimenopause. Also women who have a history of PMS, premenstrual syndrome or PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric um, disorder. Those women also have an increased risk of having depression during perimenopause. So being aware of that is also important. So, you know, therapy obviously is always something to consider, don't, you know, let the you know stigma of going to a therapist or even acknowledging going to a therapist um, block, you know, essentially your blessing because it, it can make a big difference. Just talking to an objective ear um, can make a big difference. And then, you know, also taking medications. Some women need to take antidepressants or anti-anxiety. And I re- remember many women are hesitant to do that because again, the stigma of like, you know, they don't want to be on that type of medication. They don't want to be viewed as different or, you know, as this person who can't handle things or just be viewed as weak because they're on medication. And I really, I remember, in, you know, uh, many times we I have to, you know, um, tell women like it's okay like this is not like um this does not define you like this is you know something that you are dealing with this is something that is that you are experiencing and you can do something about it and if it and if it requires you taking a medication that is okay and also remember just telling women you know some women are also afraid of um, being on this medication forever. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on it forever. So, I also want to tell you that too. Like, this is something that, you know, you don't have to be on a prescription for, you know, for the rest of your life. There, I have had women who've had, you know, um, taken a prescription um, and be on it for about, you know, six months, couple years. It's really kind of depends on the person, depends on your situation, depends on what's going on in your life. Because what I did mention, what I alluded to a little bit earlier, but stress, I mean, stressors can certainly throw us completely off, especially when it comes to our mental health and our moods. So, you know, if stressors are impacting you and then those stressors are removed, you're obviously your mood and your mental health can improve. So it really kind of depends on your situation, your circumstances. So Again, you know, taking a prescription, starting a medication um, is something that is an option. And, you know, obviously there are side effects, so it's certainly a a conversation that you have to have with your physician that you trust um, in that regards and, you know, really figuring out what is best for you. Um, But the biggest thing is for you to actually acknowledge those thoughts or feelings that you are having, because I do not want you to go through this alone, feeling alone and struggling by yourself. Like you really, I really encourage you to use your voice and speak up to your healthcare provider. You know, obviously talk it talk with your significant other or family whoever you feel comfortable and you know take it a little further and talking with your healthcare provider in regards to what you're feeling and you know what you've been thinking what your thoughts are and figuring out what is best for you in in, in regards to improving how you're feeling improving your mental health overall because again we really have to make this a priority our mental health rules the rest of our you know the rest of our physical health our emotional health like it really impacts everything and then ultimately you know, it, it impacts how how we show up, how we show up in our lives. So to be the best version of ourselves, we really have to make our mental health a priority and really do the things to, you know, keep that in check, like do our mental health check-ins. And, um, you know, again, just doing the things that our body needs, that our mind needs in order to be our best selves. All right, so that's what I have to say about the other woman <laughs> So if you are someone who is like, "Who is this woman? Where does she come from? I don't like her, like I said, I encourage you to acknowledge don't stop stop ignoring her, acknowledge her and um talk talk to someone about it and figure out what you need. Um, to feel better in, you know, feel better in your skin, um, feel better about yourself. And again, love on you all the time. (laughs) All right. All right, ladies. So please, please again, share this episode. Please leave a review if you've had, if any of this resonated with you, if, if you've thought about, you know, um, you know, is this, who, who am I? Who is this person? Um, some, any aha moments, leave a review and a rating five-star rating, um, on the Apple podcast app and yeah. All right. All right. You all take care and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. If you had any aha moments, please subscribe and share this podcast with all the ladies in your circle. Then head on over to www.drjoyelle.com to get my monthly newsletter and join my Facebook group so we all can slay our day together.